Again, Birdie's Not BS, your man Dougie Fresh here alongside, you know, one of my favorite co-homies, man. I got Tyler Wright back in here, Mr. Golf Wright. What's up? Man, I'm good. How you doing, dude? What's up? I'm good, man. How's, how's, how's the weather? Perfect. Seven, 70 high, 44 low. Mm, that's that's tasty. That's like you can still barbecue Golf course outside. is perfect. All right. I'm not mad at you, Tyler. This week, we got to answer the most pressing question in golf. And it is major season, right? So why it is not major ask season. the question, what is your favorite major? And let's we'll talk a little bit about the majors, man. You know what I'm saying? Tyler, what's your favorite major, bro? My favorite major? Favorite. Gotta be the British. Gotta be the British. Can you, even, can you call it the British anymore? British. I think that's like not a thing. Is, I, I feel like I got in trouble for this recently. It's, it's the Open Championship. Oh, yeah. My bad. It's, it's the Open. It's like it's the U.S. Open. Why can't we play? The, still, I feel like they called it the British Open for years. I still call it the British Open. I'm sorry. I'm not PC. You know <laughs> what I mean. My mother always said, listen to what I mean, not what I say. Oh, okay. That's, that's very, that no, takes a the talent right there. The Open. All right, what is it about the Open Championship, though? Like, I, I got some ideas why you, that might be your favorite, but what, what is it about that championship? I mean, it's the only tournament in the entire season where the entire, all the tour players are playing basically in the middle of Kansas. So for <laughs> me, it's 40-mile-an-hour winds, dump and rain, suck it up, who's a grinder, who's semi-invested, you know, who's out there just trying to get it done. I, see, that's how I know you from Kansas. Shout out to Topeka in this in this thing. Topeka, Kansas, stand up. Seven eight five, top city. Okay, all right, top. Se- <laughs> hey, look, I'm from Versailles, Kentucky. I can't really talk shit about Topeka. Y'all actually got like like a, a, a civilization where you're from. I'm kidding. We 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 actually have cars. I find your pick interesting because I feel like that's one of the the events that we brothers would be most or least likely to ever go to play. Or ever so that was like for me i enjoyed it growing up the open championship because i felt like it was the the i had the lowest percentage of opportunity to ever be over there playing some golf like what is what else, i mean is it just that it, it reminds you of like kansas like anything what, what is it that just makes you even want to turn a tv on i mean it's literally the grind i love seeing these tour guys just get flustered over a little a little wind you know like I don't want to call them prima donna, but I mean, you see them and it's a 12 mile an hour wind gust back home and they're like, oh my God, it blew. And then here's 40, bud. Good luck. <laughs> Strap it on. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that was just yeah. stated on national podcast media. Strap it on boys and let's go to work. Let's well, go. I'm just going to let that breathe here for just one second. And all right, we'll leave it there. But you know what I enjoy about the British Open Championship, wherever you're at. I don't know if I'm being derogatory, but if not, if I am, hey, whatever. Uh, I like the ground game. I like watching American players struggle because they're not used to flighting the golf ball. If you don't know what I mean, flighting a golf ball just means hitting it a little lower and making sure you're kind of hitting a more penetrating flight shot that one that's kind of goes up in the wind and kind of just is blown around uh, like a rag doll in the ocean. But I like the ground game. Does that is that a piece that 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 interests you, Tyler, or are you just like? I just want to see these people struggle. I mean, you see me play golf. I like to think I got every shot, right? So I love that. You know, like if I got to hit an eight iron 130 yards, like I'm just going to chip an eight iron 130 yards. You know, I like that. It's not, I don't care about the golf shot. It's like, get the ball in the hole. If I got to hit this on the ground, then I got to hit this on the ground. Hey, I like some of the pageantry behind the Open Championship. There's no other tournament where the 
well, minus the Masters, and we'll get into that in just a second, where you got to give a speech in front of the entire golf world as soon as you get the Claret Jug. I always think that's the like hysterical because you get these guys who just won this 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 you know heavy ass event, and yet they get in front of all these people and they're like, I, I uh, j- uh, well, thank you so much to mom and daddy, cousin them. Yeah, it's like, um, all right, am I supposed to just go? Yeah, it's like, what, what am I supposed to say? All right, so what's what's number two? Favorite favorite major. What's number two for you, T Dup? Augusta. Augusta. It's not he don't even use the name of the tournament. He just named the course. My favorite major is Augusta. Augusta. <laughs> See, I would be with you. And I and I say this a lot that it's my favorite major because I love the pageantry of it. It's it's also the most racist event that's ever happened. Let's just be honest. It's still called the Masters. There are courses that were called Plantation Whatever that have been now converted into new names, but yet the master stays right there just so people have a little inkling of what it used to be like. I'm kidding. But what I do enjoy about the masters, I like that the event doesn't move. There's something about the consistency of the venue. Well, when the venue's Augusta, it better not change. You know what I mean? It, I think part of it is you can't play the place for the most part. Like the average Joe. Yeah, average, yeah. You're not going to sniff sniff near Augusta. They, they they turn you off the street before you get on Magnolia Lane. They're like, you know Augusta's up here. Get your ass on down the street. I get too confident on this show and say, I'm playing Augusta. I bet I don't play Augusta. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, I, I like the fact that we can remember, you know, when and where and why, you know, certain things happen. Like, you, everybody remembers where you were in, in 15 when Tiger holed out over the back of 16 green. You know, you remember where where you were when Rory hit it freaking 160 yards offline on 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 10 there a few years back. So, what is it, Tyler, for you that just keeps keeps you tuning in week after year after year, week after week? Uh, I think it's you know you got players like Bryson who I'm a big fan of personally, um, but you got guys like that who are out there trying to beat the course can't. And, you know, it there's there's no method to it. I mean, Eldrick had a little method but like other than that there's no method to it yeah you, you just it's really just who's playing well who's hitting it in the right spots and who's putting well and it's at the same place so you just get the same thing every year and it's just a dog fight and i like it yeah no i, I enjoy it now one of my former you know i i it's not my it's my least favorite of the four right it's the pga championship all right but what I, I I miss about the PGA Championship of the yesteryear, Tyler, is it used to be a championship that was long and the rough played super just, like, gnarly, right? And I feel like they've tamed it over the years. They've played wider fairway courses and, you know, Aaron Hills and, and different events. Or not Aaron Hills. But uh, they, they did play in Aaron Hills. Um, but what I, what I like about that event is the length because I like seeing guys just hitting six irons and five irons in the greens. For sure, they played it at 7,800 this year. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Sea level, yeah. 7,800. That's that's a deep course, man. Like, sign me up for that. I, I like that because you're going to struggle. We're going to see what, you, what your long iron game look like. Well, yeah, and not too many people hit it long enough off the tee for 7,800. Oh, we know that Kevin Kissner will likely not be in the mix. <laughs> he, hey, he's, I bet he, hey, I bet he makes a cut. <laughs> he is a grinder, but you know what? I enjoy the length. I enjoy the length. But now on the U.S. Open, Tyler, our, our America's Championship, 
I want to talk about cons of the U.S. Open first. Do you have any cons? Things that you don't... It's not ran by the PGA Tour. Well, neither is the PGA Championship. Yeah, but I just feel like the USGA tries to get cute. Give me some more. They try to get cute. What do you mean? I just feel like they don't... It, there's never... I feel like we've never walked away from a U.S. Open in the last few years where it's like... Well, last year. But other than that, it's like it's just average golf, you know? It's no different than the regular PGA Tour events. You I know? feel like with the U.S. Opens, the, you get the green complexes where you've got to, like, use... Right? I want balls lost five feet off the fairway. Like, hit fairways, lose ball. You know? It's aggressive. Aggressive language there. You want these guys to have hell. Yeah. It's a major. It's not a minor. <laughs> it's not a minor. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, flipping over to the women's side of the women's game, what is your favorite major? The Anna. Inspiration. The Anna. Gotta be. And it's not even a You don't only got to turn it into A-N-A. a word. I like that Anna. Hey. Where's she at? It might. I'm like a male golf babe. You really are right now. Dang it. Dang it. All right. The A&A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for sure, though. I mean, the, the pond jump is dope. It is dope. I, I want to win a tournament and jump in the pond. It, well, the only way you can do that is if you caddy for somebody, this, this, you know, for this event. Hey, maybe. I got hopefully a lot of life. You know what? I, I'm going to take the Women's British Open as my favorite major because, again, I love seeing especially Americans play a different type of golf where we're play, they're playing against the elements. They're playing against gray skies, wind, rain, cold. You got to play the air. You got to play the ground game. I, I enjoy just seeing people experiment with creativity, right? And I think that's a championship where they also have to uh, really mix it up. I think they're better at it than the men, though, for sure. Why, why you say that? I mean, All right, hold on, hold on. Let's unpack. They, they, you, gotta, you can't you can't drop statements, T Dubs, and just like let it go. You gotta you gotta expand. Well, I mean, into the wind might be a little more difficult, but I feel like they hit their numbers pretty damn pretty good, you know. And then they get the wind, and I just feel like they're not gonna get as flustered. I just feel like they got a little bit better composure in those kind of conditions. So you like on the men's but side, you just, like seeing them get, you, you like that John Rom fiery, like, let's yeah, throw a club or two. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah. I don't see him winning a British. I don't hate it. But I, you know what I mean? But yeah, they're just more composed. So obviously I go to that side. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you know, when I think about all the majors, Augusta does keep something special right in here. I don't know why that. You know, you, you, CBS starts to play the music. You know, Jim Nance is going to come out and say something sexy and sultry. I think it's some of the pageantry, right? Do you get caught up in the pageantry? I feel like no other tour or no other uh, major has the 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 buildup like like uh, uh, well the Masters. Yeah, the buildup, and I mean, you have the greats and everybody who's won there. Nobody says anything but like the highest praise of this place. You know. Ever. And then anybody who walks away from this place is like, oh my God, Augusta National. So like, it's just like everything is pristine. Everything is in place. I mean, it's just, people love it. Can it be that good? As two brothers that's never played Augusta, we've, met, we've talked to people that have played it, even members. Can it really be that damn good? It's gotta be. It, yeah, I get, I, be. it has to be, right? Like, I... I <sighs> I just want to play. Hey, if I don't believe in, you know, if I don't believe in that, what am I going to believe magic, in? Magic, man. <laughs> believe in magic because, all right, Augusta's magic. You know, 
I'll tell you what, one of the cons about the U.S. Open for me, or excuse me, one of the pros about the U.S. Open for me. If you catch lightning in a bottle, you being an individual golfer, somebody that plays avidly, maybe you don't even play avidly, maybe you're just good enough to try. But if you catch fire on one week and you just so happen to catch fire another week, you can make it to a major. Insane. Like, in, that kind of blows my mind. Like, average Joe off the street, like, I almost played, well, I didn't almost play in it, but I've tried every year uh, to no avail, but I'm going to do it again next year. But, Keep but there's something about that, Tyler. Do you, I mean, do you feel like you can play in the U.S. Open? I mean, I feel like I could give it a shot. And like you said, lightning in a bottle. You know, you tee it up in the U.S. Open qualifier and birdie the first five holes on accident. It's like, mm. ooh, here we go. That's all you need. You, know? you shoot 500 and locals, you, you Gucci. No right? matter where you are. Your... It only takes like two good shots to be like, ooh, I got a chance. If you're a solid golfer and you're actually showing up to compete. You know? I forget the dude's name a couple years ago, though. He was a firefighter. I forgot where he was. Forgive me for not doing all the research for this episode. But I, I remember that he was just, he's a firefighter. Boom. I'm in the U.S. Open. I'm playing in America's Championship. Like, that's a cool story. I love that, that ability to, to just make something happen. I agree. I feel the same way about the PGA Championship and people in the PGA. Yeah. I think that's cool that they get, they get a chance. Decent amount of them. 20, isn't it? Something like that. Top Yeah, the top 20 or... get to go in, but you, you got to also yeah. spend a lot of money going through the PGA of America process to, to, to be in one of them top 20. It's a process. Yeah. As somebody that's trying, but this shit is exhausting, dude. It's so much. Good luck. Keep your head up. I'm trying. All right, Tyler, it's time to get to our special segment. You know, people be sliding in the DMs, man. So we got to go into our DMs. Birdie's not BS. Pull out a question. We're going to discuss it right now. So I'm coming out. Let me look at it. All right, this is going from my man, ST. ST goes by the handle of DTW2PHX. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate the question. It says, yo, what up, Doug? Question is, as it relates to golfers like, you know, on the mini tours, those guys got dreams of being on the big tour. But I can imagine how hard it is to give up on their dreams of being on tour because of the lack of sponsors and lack of, you know, access. His question is, when did you know that it was time to take a step back from chasing the tour, uh, but still have the persistence to stay in the industry? Man, that's heavy, dog. Like, ST, that's a heavy-ass question. You in my business today, bro. Like, it's okay. We're going to talk about it, but damn, dude. You you should start, because I can, I can answer that question in one sentence. I know, but... All right, so as I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get out of my drake I mean, I'm in my drake I got right you. Now. Go so, ahead. Let me catch my, my, my emotions. I mean, at the end of the day, if you just grind and grind and grind, right, and, and you fail and you don't think you can do it anymore, you literally just turn around, look at what you did, and apply that to the golf industry. It's easy. I mean, it's, it's simple. Like, you just bust your ass as long as you can, and the day it's like, is when you get out of bed and you don't immediately, you have to question whether you're going to do it. Well, then go figure something else out. Yeah. All right. I'm out of my, I'm out of my feelings. All right. I feel better now. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. All right. Come back. Come back to me. All right. To answer your question. Okay. You got to understand. Yes, we are all taught to chase your dreams. You can be whoever you want to be when you grow up. But look, here's, here's the hard reality is nobody tells you that you, you have a high probability that you're going to fail and fail and fail again. All right. So, the question for me basically says I had gotten to a point where my good wasn't my great wasn't 
as good as other people's decent. And when you come to that like hard reality, right? That's like I'm I was I, I learned that I was a 70 shooter. Like I I can shoot 70 with the best of them. But guess what? My 70, homie just shot 61. Right. Next day, I just shot 70. Homie shot 64 and played bad. Right? And it's like when you when you learn it's like, "Damn, I just shot I just shot four under. I made made a cut on the number. <laughs> Wait, what? And I got somebody over here that's leading at, at 17 after two. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm not good enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that was my reality. When I finally realized that my good couldn't compete consistently, that's when I had to throw the deuces. You know what? And there's no harm there. There's no love lost. But but it's 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 tough. It's, it's, but golf does reward, you know, in some degree, you know, the people that have grown with the game and invested, you know, life, blood, sweat, and tears into it. So um, that's how I've kind of found my place in the industry. You? Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I think it's just you give it everything you got, but at the same time, you have to be able to honestly look at your game and be like, can I compete? Like me, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> no now you can get some work but i mean yeah at at the time i was trying it's like no and the funny part is i feel like you might be able to test this you you'd be like all right i'm done trying to play pro golf you know and then you start playing really good like yeah really good golf it's like it's simple it's when the pressure comes <laughs> off just, i think when you playing for a pay, like right. for me when i was playing for a pay paycheck and i was really focused on how much money I had in my account to tell me where I was playing next or whether I was going to make my rent payment. Like I, I, I'm not the guy that needs to play under those circumstances. And you know, I couldn't do it. That's just, that's a fact. There's some things that we all can't do, you know, and that's, but you know, what's cool about golf post professional, like, you know, chasing it every day. What I find interesting is I feel like I am better golfer now, Tyler, with less practice with, less instruction with no time to practice, just show up to the golf course. I feel like I'm a better golfer now than I've ever been ever. Isn't that crazy? Why, why do you think that is? Because I don't have to worry about the paycheck. I don't worry. I have to worry about, you know, everybody's good. Like, you know what I'm saying? The car payments paid mortgage is met. Like with, with, when those th kinds of things, I feel like you can free yourself up when you've taken that off the plate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm playing some good, good golf right now. I'm riding a wave right now. Dude, I completely, I'm on the same page with you. It's like, I'm playing good golf. And I think it's really just, yeah, it's the no pressure. But I mean, there's still pressure when you play. Obviously. Yeah, there's some. Everything we especially do. Especially you got pressure. this plus $400. That's going to be. But it, the pressure isn't how am I living, you know? Yeah. And how am I, yeah, how am I providing? So I feel like, I guess if that's the question, then you got to either buck up and handle it and go win some tournaments or figure out another way to keep staying in the industry. Right. But you know, what's crazy. Like I will say this as I've, as I'm playing less and less, the, the less, and this is maybe a little counterintuitive, but the, the less tournament golf I, I play, the less interested I am to just kind of go play with my homies. Like, like I, I want to be preparing for something. Like I want to play with the homies. because I'm trying to prepare for an event. So it's like, it's very unique. I kind of lost a little bit, but now I've played a few tournaments. I'm trying to play at least, you know, one tournament a quarter now. So that's like helping me kind of stay, 
scratching my competitive do you, itch. Do you need me to motivate? Do you need me to motivate you to play a little golf? Yes. I go can. ahead. Here we go. Motivation. Golf motivation one on one. Tyler Wright. Go. Here you go. Every day you don't practice is a day quicker your son beats you in golf. Oh man, why would? Damn. Why would you? Why, or at least play. Why would you say that? Because you're you're slacking. You know what, Tyler? I'm just calling calling it how I see it, trying to give you some motivation. I appreciate that. Just be like, I, he's gonna beat you at 13, and I'm gonna be like, should have been playing more. <laughs> he gonna Charlie Woods my ass <laughs> is what you're saying? Is that little homie's cold blooded? <laughs> he gonna Charlie Woods be like, Dad, let's go to course. Nah. Nope. You won't punish me. Not today. No golf you for you. Nah, but <laughs> shout out to ST, man. That's a difficult ass question, man. But the last thing I'll say, and then we'll wrap. Golf got a hell of a lot easier when I finally realized what I couldn't do. Like when I realized, like I can't hit it through the window in the tree that's a hundred, you know, forty feet up in that tree. When I finally learned that, let me just make this five. That's when the game got a hell of a lot easier, man. That's that's facts. For sure. And aiming at the center of the green. Oh. I know we've, you've talked about that previously on your show, but it's the greatest thing in the world. Ab I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, yeah. Hey, you, you miss it, and it goes to the pin. You hit it where you want to, you're in the center of the green. It's pretty simple. That's, that's, that's valuable information, Tyler. I might use that next week. Golf right. <laughs> Hey, Tyler, tell people about Golf Right and how to find you, brother. You can find me at uh, Play Golf Right on Instagram or golfright.com. And, uh, yeah, come on by. Let's have a little talk about your mental game. See, I don't think I've met another brother that's doing mental game in golf. So right here, there you have it. Uh, Tyler, we appreciate you rocking with us, man. This was a couple episodes with you, man. I really enjoyed having you with me, for real. Like, and We got to get to appreciate it. We got to get to it and play a little golf. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up, though. I appreciate you, T-Dubs. Hey, Doug, you fresh. You know how to get a hold of me. Birdies Not BS, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you already know you can go to birdiesnotbs.com. And for now, we'll holla at you. Peace.